0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and I could not be more excited today. I've got a repeat guest, but not only that, he's just such an entrepreneurial rock star. He's an entrepreneur. He's a speaker. He's an author. He's the author of many books, including Profit First, Pumpkin Plan, Fix This Next, and he's got a brand new book on marketing called Get Different. Mike McCallowitz Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Kirby,
1: <laughs> it's good to be back with you, brother.
0: It is. It is, and and you know this just because we've talked many times. I'm a huge fan of your books. I can't wait to hear, uh, or read, and listen to get different. So, in the new book, you know, get different. You talk about the need for entrepreneurs to focus on making their marketing different or stand out. Yeah. Why is that so important in today's business culture?
1: Yeah. So it actually goes back to uh, the Neanderthal days, the way the human mind is wired. Is we are predominantly wired to ignore most things. Uh, we'd be overstimulated right now if you look around your desk of all the things that could draw your attention. We can get drawn into that and, and for days. Just you know, ask why is a marker black? What what's the who invented the word black? And it just goes on and on and on. So our mind is desired to ignore almost everything except for three things: threats. You know, that's how we survive. If if it's something going to hurt us, we have to avoid it or combat it. Uh, opportunities. If someone plops down some money in front of us, that can move us forward and advance us. We'll take that. Um, And thirdly, the unexpected. When something different presents itself, we don't know if it's a threat or opportunity. So our mind is wired to pay absolute attention to it until we can evaluate it. And what I found in most marketing is we're doing industry or marketing best practices, Mm -hmm. which sounds wonderful. But if your industry is marketing to the same prospect the same way, they become what's called habituated to it. They've seen it before. The mind knows, oh, it's not relevant to me. I can ignore it. Mm-hmm. One of the classic examples is, do uh, you ever get an email that starts off with, hey, friend, Kirby? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So we, you and I have become habituated to it. I, I don't know the first one you got, if you responded the way I did. I remember the first email I got, I was like, oh my gosh, I have a friend that's reaching out to me saying, hey, friend, who is this friendly friend of mine? I don't recall. <laughs> I got all into it. And then it's like, oh, this is a marketing message. But the first one caught my attention. The second time I got a hey friend, I'm like, I'm a little bit suspicious. By the third one and the million cents, I've ignored every one. Yeah. It gets deleted faster than anything else. Yeah, That's called habituation. That's the best practice. So our job is to be the first hey friend. It's to introduce something that's different. And we have to do better than the hey friend. The hey friend caught our attention, but it, it didn't serve us. So we ignored it we have to do something that catches the attention, but then ultimately also is of service to our prospect and keeps them engaged.
0: Yeah. No, it, it, it totally makes sense. But and, and it's one of those things that when you say it, it's like, oh, it's, it's that, well, that, that's common sense, but we're not doing it. And so no. I at least, you know, I'm not doing it consistently enough. So I, I think this leads into this next thing and I'm probably not going to get this right, but I've heard you talk about creating marketing that passes the dad test? Can yeah, you now you got yeah. it right. All right. Okay, cool. So can you explain that and why it matters?
1: Yeah, it's it's the three elements that make marketing effective. So while I was kind of deconstructing marketing to determine what works, I found that the first stage is to be different. That's the first D in dad. And uh, we have explained it, that different gets noticed. And, and the reason it gets noticed is there's an element of our brain called the reticular formation. And it's, a, it's our brainstem, has all these different components in it. And uh, it's basically a net, literal and figurative net. Mm. It opens up to allow threats, opportunities through, but also when something's different, it forwards it on to uh, another part of our brain. So different gets noticed every single time. Mm. If you don't do different, you will be potentially ignored, likely ignored. Then the second element of the dad is A, to attract. It must be compelling to the audience. So one example of something that's not attractive, for example, maybe... Hey, I'm an attorney and I'm looking to win a big trial. And um, I'm going to present to the jury today. This is the opening statements. This is a form of marketing. I want to win their favor. I could do different. I could dress like Bozo the Clown, walk in with those you know, big floppy shoes, the squirting daisy on my lapel and the honka honka horn. And uh, they'll notice it's different, but it doesn't pass the second test. It's not attractive, meaning it's not compelling to that audience. Right. Now, a clown at, at the... Um, Circus maybe is attractive, but it's not different because everyone's a clown. <laughs> yeah. So we got to find the blend of what's different and what's attractive. And that's why you'll see, if you ever notice like defense attorneys in particular, often wear you know, somewhat outrageous suits, borderline. Mm. It's a peacocking method. It's a method to differentiate yourself from the standard fare of attorney, but also hopefully go to the limit where you get notice and attention, but it's compelling and engaging as opposed to offensive.
0: Mm.
1: So that's the attraction method whatever you do, that's different It also must uh, compel the audience to stay engaged. Right. So entertainment, curiosity, uh, solving a problem, all those things are attractive. The last element of DAD is direct, we just must give specific, explicit and singular direction for the customer to take or prospect to take. So sadly, you know, you watch these like Super Bowl ads, they're, they're super different. They're funny, they're engaging. That's the attractive phase, but then there's no direction. It just ends with the story. And it's like, oh, that was fun. Yeah. But there's no specific direction. I strongly suspect if those Super Bowl ads at the end said, go to this website right now and sign up for our free gift or something, they would get hundreds of thousands of new potential customers where and otherwise they're just trying to leave a thoughtful memory, but they're not engaging us. So you too need to do an ask, but here's the key. It must be reasonable in the direct stage for example, say I sell cars. I try to do different. I have that, that balloon guy that kind of flaps around the side, which by the way has become habituated. It's not different. Right. When you see that you're like, Oh, car salesperson, you blow by it. But the first person with the balloon thing got definitely attention. Say that for whatever reason catches your attention. It's attractive because you're looking to buy a car. You come in, I'm the sales guy. And I say, Hey, um, good to meet you, Kirby. Give me a hundred thousand dollars right now. And we'll find the dream car you're looking for. That's not safe. It's not reasonable. You're like, what? Yeah. what? What? What's probably a lot more safe is, hey, Kirby, it's a pleasure to meet you. I want to find the inventory that matches your needs. Would you be willing to give me your cell number so I can send you our inventories that comes in? Maybe I can even find on another lot. Right. That ask is it's permission marketing to, to communicate with you is a reasonable ask. You may say, okay, that's a fair exchange. Yeah. But now I'm one step closer to my goal, which is the transaction. If your marketing does not pass the dad test, it will fail in some capacity. Yeah. Any marketing you look at simply asks, does it differentiate, does it attract, does it direct? If it does it's successful marketing, sadly most marketing doesn't have one or all those elements <laughs> or all
0: of those elements yeah. is the great, is the great, uh, statement there. So can you, uh, obviously you've done, I, and again, I've read your books before. I know you do a lot of research and case studies and work with folks. So can you give any examples that sure. you or your customers have used to stand out and do
1: marketing that is different? Totally. Totally. Um, I'll give you a couple really simple ones that you can replicate and clone. And here's the shocking thing. Um, One of these techniques I came up with about two months ago, and it's working so effectively, I've told people about it, and they're not doing it. There is a fear trigger, Mm. different, we have to overcome that fear factor. And it's often unfounded. But our minds are wired for survival. And often, our mind knows that if we keep doing what we're doing, we're living right now, we're safe. So keep doing that. And when we try to introduce something new, well, what if we offend people? Or what if what if I get noticed? Yep. The ironic thing is, most people want to stand out by not standing out. So here's one example. Um, like you, I do public speaking. Yesterday, literally, I flew back from an event down in Florida. Um, there was a couple hundred folks down there, and um, what I noticed is at a conference or event or an airplane, any place where people gather, everyone hops right on their phone. And they try to find Wi-Fi access. Well, I noticed that when I was on a flight. Many years ago, someone said, um, you know, CIA or something like that, some kind of joke. I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. It's like, oh, my gosh, what a great advertising platform. So I bought a little battery, like you can use a charge cell phone, and a wireless access point that costs $25, and it connects. And I set up a wireless access point that says, buy, get different on Amazon. (laughs) That's the access point. (laughs) So when people are at the airplane, and they see, you know, United or whatever the airline is. The only other access point they see is buy get different on Amazon. When people are at this conference and I put the little Wi-Fi down when the event starts off, and people are walking in the room, they hop in, they're like, Um, is the access to buy get different on Amazon? <laughs> they're talking about my book. It, it was a $25 funny. investment. I got the battery for free, and it gets instantly noticed. And no one, I've never seen anyone do Wi-Fi marketing. So it's <laughs>
0: totally interesting.
1: Yeah, a real simple strategy that um has I can't attribute it. And this is one of the keys too, with marketing is you want to as much as possible, make it measurable. I can't measure the transaction rate, but I do measure the conversations around it. People have talked about, people have approached me and said, this is crazy. Your book is on the Wi-Fi system somehow. I'm like, really? (laughs) It's me. Yeah. Well, that's what's interesting though, is
0: I know it's, it's hard to measure, but on the other side, it is doing the brand side of it. Right. There's, there's direct marketing and brand marketing. It's definitely doing brand marketing for Dude, your brand book. marketing. Yeah.
1: yeah and it's, it's so inexpensive. Listen, this tree, if, if you're watching the video right behind me here has all my books. What I did was and is we can all do this when it comes to marketing, look at how your contemporaries are marketing. So all other authors have the bookshelf behind them with their books. And I get it. They're trying to promote their books, but the problem is the bookshelf. If everybody has a bookshelf, it becomes invisible or habituated to it. So I said, okay, the one thing I can't do is a bookshelf, but I do want to display my books. So I simply typed in weird or non-typical bookshelves and I found a tree that oh, displays books. And um, when I do my presentations, this regularly gets commented on. Right. People are like, wow. So. Cause it's different. Yeah, Cause it's different. So all we, one technique is real simple is look at how your competition is marketing and then do a new spin on it. Something that no one else is doing and it just pops out of the scene. Yeah.
0: I love that. So it, it kind of leads me to my final question, and I I so appreciate you taking the time. And um, you know, as we're recording this, um, the the book is is going to come out. And so when when this drops, you'll be it's, able it's to the go. The day
1: comes, a day or a day after it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I
0: appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. So if somebody's listening to this interview right now, the first thing they need to do is go uh, buy Get Different. But h- after that, how do how do they get started? Sort of on the journey of uh, marketing themselves in a different way and standing out. What's what's the first step?
1: Yeah, so small steps, incremental steps. Uh, What I found is I've introduced some ideas to people and I guess too radical and Mm -hmm. they say it doesn't work and uh, ends up they actually they don't even do it. Right. So look at ways you're marketing right now and just put a little flavor or spin on it. For example, say you use email to market right now. Why not do email in a different way? Why not do a video-based email if you haven't done before and your contemporaries aren't using it? Or if your contemporaries, your competition's doing that, why not do something that no one's ever done and use an invisible ink email? Thing I've been doing recently in my blast. Hmm. It literally says, uh, the following message is an invisible ink. Click and drag down and you'll see the hidden message. Well, what it is, is simply a white font against a white background. When you drag over, it, it pops out of the screen. But this harkens back to something that we used to do as kids. You'd use that marker and the invisible ink would appear. So it's different. Who does hmm. invisible ink emails? It's attractive because it harkens back to a memory. It's fond, invokes hmm. curiosity. And then my direction's built in. So why not do small modifications to what you're doing right now? Now you have two examples uh, to do with just your email, and it'll start building the marketing muscle. I can't guarantee you're going to have a tremendous marketing success out of the gate, but you will start building the strength and confidence to do different. And then if you keep experimenting, you'll find something that's different, stands out, and works, and then you drive that home for all its work.
0: That's awesome, man. I'm so excited to dig into this book um, as I have with, uh, with all and talk about books. different. Here you go. Check this out. There it is. There's the book. All right. It's right there. Well, cool. So they can obviously find it on Amazon and all the bookstores and things like that. Is there another place they can go to learn more about, about the book?
1: Yeah. You can go to gogetdifferent.com. And um, I have actually, we, we shared, or I shared some ideas. There's more case studies up there. Uh, there's a sheet with 100 different ideas you can do to get started today. So go to gogetdifferent.com. All that is there and it's totally free.
0: That is amazing. Thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate you taking the time as always. And uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. Okay.
1: I would love to. Kirby, thanks for having me, brother.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.